person that listens and gets feedback from other people, his wife, his good friend, the Torah. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is the Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Parshas Mishpatim, Balancing Act. Shalom Avrocha to everyone. In this week's parsha, Parshas Mishpatim, we know we have all kinds of dinim, all kinds of laws, full. And there's one specific law that may not be as practical today, but I think there's a big lesson we can learn from it. And that is the whole parsha of Ebedivri, when the person sells himself to become a slave, he goes into this other Jewish home and he's there for six years. After six years, if he still decides he likes this place, he enjoys being here, he likes his kids and his new wife, and he wants to stay here longer, then we let him stay until the Yoivel, but he has to go through a certain process, and that is, part of the process is to pierce his ear. Why to pierce his ear? So Rashi, Perekafalif Pasukvav, brings down the Gemara, Omar Abiyechanan, the same ear that heard in Har Sinai, the Jews should be as slaves, Takadish Burchu, and it went and decided to be a slave to someone else, then it's very deserving of this ear to be pierced. The Lashon is, Oizen sheshamal har sinai, ki li bnei Yisrael avodim, ve'alach ve'kana adoin le'atzmoi, teratzer. There's two questions that can be asked. One I think is stronger than the other. We'll start with a, not a strong question. So why is it the ear? There has to be something deep and symbolic about the ear, that the ear is being pierced. Because we could have easily said, the eyes saw what happened in Har Sinai, so we should do something to the eye. What, what, what's unique about the ear? So yes, one can answer me straight away. What do you mean? It's the ear that heard the commandment. So it makes sense. The ear should be affected. But it seems like there's something deeper than just the ear heard. Because the eye saw all kinds of things in Har Sinai as well. But the question that I think is more, more difficult, this logic is equally equally true and applicable to any mitzvah we heard in Har Sinai. One can say, oh, the same ear that heard in Har Sinai, don't kill, and it went to kill, we have to pierce his ear. Or what's unique about this idea of being a slave? And because he decided to take himself to be a slave somewhere else, then only in that case we pierce his ear. To answer this question, I want to share with you something we brought up a couple months ago. The And we used this concept at that time to answer what exactly is happening and why does the rebellious kid, the Ben Soyri Omeri, deserve to die before he did the real actions that are worthy of getting killed. And we explained what does it mean to listen, Shomea, the Oizen. We use the Oizen, the ear, to listen. And Avitzra Kutner told us that what you, there's something very unique out of all the senses, Dafka in the ear. The other senses, let's say the nose, the mouth, there's action going on in a two-way street. We know mouth, the mouth and the nose are breathing all the time, so there's air going out, air going in. Even the eyes, there's a two-way communication. A person can hint to someone with his eyes. Also, we know exactly where a person is holding through his eyes, if he's happy or sad. You can intake things with your eyes. But the ear, the ear is a very passive type of communication. We only take in. There's nothing coming out of the ear, only in. And hence, the ear, he says, represents what a true slave is all about. A slave is someone that has to always listen unconditionally to his master. And that is what a good slave is. 
That is the definition of a slave. Someone that always listens and is ready to act upon what he hears. But he always has to hear. At the time, we used this idea to say how important listening to rebuke is. Because through rebuke, you listen and then you can grow through that. And the Ben Soil mother, he already proved to us, I am not listening. And hence, you extrapolate the graph. And if we continue to extrapolate his actions, already now we know he's going to... It's, he's not, it's not worth it for him to live because he's just going to do worse than, 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 than any good that he can do. It's interesting. We know the ear in Lashon HaKodesh Ozen also comes from the same Shoresh, the word Me'uzan, to be balanced. We know that the, we, we know that the Ozen has a certain liquid in it that ensures we're balanced and Chas Vishalom, something happens to the ear, it can affect our, our balance. And we know the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu built the world, there's a very clear link between the physical and the spiritual. And also spiritually, the ear represents a type of balance. And what is that? A person that listens and gets feedback from other people, his wife, his good friend, the Torah, he listens to the Torah, what the Torah wants him to do. He listens to his friends that communicate to him, wait, I think what you're doing here is too extreme. I don't think you're acting appropriately over here. It's through that that you can reach the appropriate balance in life. And balance is important. The more das Torah a person has, the more his balance in the way he lives. And that is the way HaKadosh Buhu wants us to live. As the Rambam tells us, he defines tas, what balance is, but you shouldn't be too extreme. Hoilalus is not good. On the other hand, you should be happy in a, in a positive way. To be too sad is not good. Everything has its middle path. And the more das Torah you have, the more Torah you learn, the more you understand what the equilibrium one should be holding in. And that's how he should live life. And the Oizen represents that when you hear Toichacha, rebuke from other people, and they tell you feedback, I think you were not nice to this person, I think you have to be show a smile on your face more often, that's how HaKadosh Buhu wants you to live your life. So through the Oizen, we can reach a positive equilibrium, a balanced life, a Mozan life, and that's also represented by the ear. Having said that, we can now understand why a slave is represented by the ear, because he is always listening to the master because his job in life is to do whatever the master says. And hence, it's dafka being a slave when you're re- dedicating your ear for a different master, not HaKadosh Buhu, but another human, another Yid, then, then you can't listen to HaKadosh Buhu properly. And therefore, it's only fitting for dafka and e- someone that went against, that were an Evet Hashem and went to be an Evet to someone else. He is deservable of this piercing of the ear, as opposed to any other mitzvah. Okay, we weren't good in this mitzvah, but at the end of the day, we're still an Eved Hashem. We're not, we didn't go against that idea of Eved Hashem, aside from, okay, one of era, we, we, it's true that we heard in Har Sinai, but we're still hearing everything else, whereas an Eved clinches the fact that I won't be able to hear everything you, the Torah says because I'm busy, because I made a different master for myself. And when you have a different master, your ear is dedicated to that other master. This idea can also be shown in Choshen Mishpat. We know that if a person injures someone's Evid, he has to pay him. You see market value, how much is an Evid worth, worth with an arm, without an arm, and you have to pay that amount. However, if someone makes an Evid deaf, he has to pay everything. Why? Because he's not an Evid now. He's an Ois Evid. He is not an Evid. A person cannot be an Evid if he doesn't have the ability to listen. Because that is the whole essence of an Evid. He has to listen and of course be ready to act upon what he hears. And that is the way we're supposed to have 
a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The more we listen to the Torah, the more we're an Eved Hashem. Based on this, now we understand, even Alder Chasoid, why it's Dafka the ear that gets pierced. Because the ear represents there is something faulty about our being an Eved, our listening to HaKadosh Baruch because we were able to allow ourselves, or we disabled ourselves from being totally dedicated a slave to Hashem. And that was done through the ear, because now the ear is taken somewhere else. So we answered both our questions. Why is Dafka the ear getting pierced and not a different part of the body? Because there's a deep idea that the ear, which represents being a slave, and that is what life's all about, being an Eved Hashem. And we took that sacred concept and we dedicated it to a different person, not Takadosh Bohu. So it's the ear. Dafka in the ear we have to be pierced. Cause it represents passively always taking in from Hashem what He wants us to do. And that's why it's also Dafka on this idea of, of we heard that we have to be an Eved Hashem and we took ourselves out of being an Eved Hashem because we became an Eved to someone else. With this, Rav Hutner also told us that we can understand now why Bnei Yisrael said, Naseh Nishma. There's a hint to the idea that it's with our eyes and we're going to listen to you Hashem. Nishma, listen. Listening is with the ear. We know that Nishma also means we're going to toil with what the Torah first we're going to do nice and only then we're going to try to toil. But there's also a hint to this idea of listening with the ear. One of the most important points of our day is when we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. To say Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad and to live that concept is a huge mitzvah. It's the idea of Mikabel O Malchus Shamaim. A huge thing. How do we start that sentence? Shema Israel. Listen with your ear. You have to accept this concept. O Malchus Shamaim. Everything's a Kudushbuchu. Enoid Mingvadoi. We're accepting the Torah and everything that says it says in the Torah we want to do. I would just like to end with a short story I heard from one of my kids that they read in a weekly magazine they get here at home. And this happened a couple of decades ago that a person uh, was about Shuva. And everything he was able to do. But there was one thing that was very hard for him to, to accomplish. And that is to stop smoking on Shabbos. He said, I just can't do it. I can't do it. So he went to some big Rav. Who, I don't know if he had Ruach HaKodesh. But he was obviously more balanced. More connected to the Torah. More connected to Kodesh Buchu, And he was able to see something. And he said to him, wait a second. It can't be. We are compatible with HaKadosh Buhu, we're compatible with the Torah. There has to be, it doesn't make sense. I see you're very, you're trying very hard, you're not managing to accomplish. You're listening to what HaKadosh Buhu is saying, but you're not able to bring it into execution. How can, it can't be. Please check your roots. That's all he told him. So Ibemet went home, did homework, went through his family tree, and he saw that there was some grandmother along the way that wasn't Jewish. And then he went back to this Rav and he said, yes, that's why you're not able to do it. If you're a Yid, a yid's compatible with all the mitzvahs in the Torah and all the mitzvahs lo taseh, it, can, it had to be something like that. Now you have to convert properly, be misgaya, and in Hashem everything will be okay. And so that's what happened. He did a proper gil very quickly because he already thought he was Jewish, he knew all the halachas, and he was able to stop smoking. So what's the keshel to what we're saying today? You see that he was listening. He was listening. He used his ear, but he wasn't able to bring to fruition. But from here we learned that every other Yid, everyone that's a Yid, we will be able to do it. All we have to do is we start off by listening, by using our ear. A true Evid listens and has the motivation to try to do the best he can because we know when we do mitzvahs, all the worlds, and there's more than one world, we're in the world of Asiyah, the lowest level of the worlds, but we, we have an enormous ripple effect on all the worlds and we give sustenance to life through our Torah and mitzvahs, through abiding 
and listening to what HaKadosh Buhu wants us to do. It says in the Zoyal, someone just told me this morning, so I want to share with you, it also has to do with what we said, that there are certain letters that will not appear in all the Chamisha Chumshei Torah at all. You'll never find them next to each other, not within one word. One is Get, Gimel Tes, and the idea behind that, the Rem is behind that, it's pretty obvious, because Get is, is a disconnect between people. So, there, so it's, it's something that's disconnected, Be'etzim, intrinsically shouldn't be together. But another one is Ein Ein. You'll never have two Eins together. Almost every other combination you'll find. But two Eins, you won't find. Why? Because one Ein represents the 70 nations, i.e. the Goyim. And the other Ein represents Am Yisrael. Either because Ein for Am Yisrael, or Ein for the Shivim Iskenim, the Sanhedrin. But at the end of the day, you'll never find them together. Why? Because we are different. We are different, and that's in the Kudu we're saying now. We're different because we are compatible with the Torah, but we have to listen. We have to yearn and want to do the best we can do. And in the through this, we'll be zoiche to what we so yearn for. Yes, goel la Mashiach, Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismofterra.com where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment, produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.